We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This week's podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. March has arrived. We are only weeks away from the big tournament. Yes, that tournament. Make sure to head to Bet Online and open an account today to get on their $100,000 bracket madness contest starting March 15th. That's right, I said $100,000 and March 15th. You don't need to be a hardcore sports better to get on the action, and with multiple entries available, it's this season's best chance to cash in. And remember, the NBA and XFL are still going strong, so whatever your passion is, BetOnline is a place to be for all your betting needs. So visit our exclusive partner, BetOnline, to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account, and make sure to use that promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for your 50% sign-up bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And now, let's start the podcast. What is up? What is good, people? Hope we're all doing well. Welcome back to the Esports Rewind Podcast. Hello, Zay. Hello, hello, Jake. How are you How doing today? You know no, 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 no. Don't no, you uh, dare see, ask no, me. I, I, I asked first. You started first, so I get to ask first. Okay. How are <laughs> you doing today, Jake? I, I'm doing What's good. I'm doing very well. Whenever we start these podcasts, uh-huh. hello, audio and YouTube listeners. We're usually cranking caffeine. You're caffeineless. Yeah, just you know, pure water. I wish just I trying could, to stay hydrated. I really my wish I could operate like you. So now <laughs> my turn. How are you today, Zane? <laughs> You know, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Yeah, it's been, uh, we always say it's, it's been another crazy week. And Absolutely. I, I don't think uh, things are going to slow down as we slowly approach the summer. Mm-hmm. The warmer months await us. Here Only going to get more busy. <laughs> here in Vegas, it's going to get more busy. Big moves still coming, and our clothes are slowly going to start coming off as the heat comes around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I close that out kind of nice there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you ready? To, you, with that being said, you ready to uh, get it kicking? Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about something salty, huh? All right, Zane, I'm going to throw you a little curveball for our first story and going to actually do our first ever versus story where I'm going to ask you, um, actually describe to you two situations that we've seen this past week, and you're going to tell me which one is worse. All right. And so this comes down to FaZe Dubs versus Sore Carl, both of which Ah, at the point of us recording is now Mm -hmm. having about a week ago. And so we actually have, I I hate to say it, the Gamer Word Classic, that being phase dubs dropping the N-word, unfortunately enough, um, as a lot of young kids are doing, especially those in gaming. It, we've, we've talked about this a lot uh, across the team. There are certainly two sides to it. Obviously, what he did was so, so wrong. And then the other side of things, he is so, so young and obviously surrounded by people who are having some poor influences on him. Next up, though, that being Sore Carl, which at the point of us recording did happen just today. Yeah, just earlier this morning. I sent, That's this, fun. I sent this to Zan in, in our group chat as well, and we all had a nice little 
a, a safe laugh. See, uh, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't even call it a laugh. I'd call it uh, like an exasperated, what is this guy doing? Yeah, it's more like, of an exasperated what the yeah, frick, you know? Yeah. If you guys did not see Sore Carl, a former Sore member, a streamer slash content creator, actually was doing a drunk stream, which that, that kind of just adds to a, a lot mm -hmm. of what was going mm -hmm. on. Drunkenly then picks up his weapon, uh, supposedly is discharges it or whatever. Un yeah. Supposedly unloads supposed it. Supposed to remove a bullet from the gun, but he yep. had another bullet in there. One was yeah. still somehow in the chamber, yeah. fires it off, apparently hits his, uh, whatever it hits, alongside a G Fuel tub, which has been a meme as well. And uh, that's sparking up a lot of controversy as well. He's now been banned on Twitch, rightfully so. Also kicked from his esports organization. So, that being said, Zan, which one is worse? Well, I mean, I don't know that it's much of a contest. What Dubs did awful homie should have not right at 15 i think you're old enough to know better than to like regardless of whether or not you're on stream to just avoid the word no reason to use it right um now the sore thing first of all shout outs to sore for a very quick response yeah very they timely. were on top of that like nobody's business right but obviously guns are very very dangerous that's somebody's life could have been in danger yep his life could have been in danger a firearm should never have been around while he's drinking you know, or just like chilling casually in the house in the first place, you know, it's always best to keep that type of thing in a safe place mm -hmm. unless you're absolutely needed. Um, you know, it's it's unfortunate, that, but at least Carl <laughs> very clearly recognized what he had done wrong. Has apologized ever since. Yes. Hopefully, like just like everything else, just like Dubs can learn from it. So mm. I would probably agree with you. The, the worst, the worst of two evils. Yeah. Comparing the two, neither is great. One of them is like... <laughs> You know, yeah, life and death like, type. Yeah, beat. could have been. Yeah. We could have been talking about a different story. Absolutely. Uh, people got to realize when you're firing off a weapon like that, the walls are thinner than you think. Mm -hmm. You know, his 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 neighbor could have been outside. His animals could have been around. A, a girlfriend slash partner slash roommate could have been in a separate room. Right. Could have been a very 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 bad story to talk about. But now. With everyone being okay, it can be a nice chuckle, and, and of course he'll be facing repercussions for this and hopefully to learn from it. Um, yeah, we continue to have crazy weeks in and out of gaming. Streamers, content creators, players, and pros do the wildest thing in esports. Like I don't think we see this in traditional sports. So <laughs> Certainly not as often. <laughs> yeah, there will be more to come, I'm sure. You know, Jake, you just threw me a curveball, so I'm going to hit you with one. You know, right back, back and forth. Yeah, let's volley a little bit. Uh, so when you think of the top 20 games ever played, like, you know, consistently in NA, EU, you think of games like CSGO, Call of Duty. League of Legends. Of course, League, you know. The big, I don't want to offend anybody, but not anyone. Overwatch. Yeah, 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 we're talking a lot of games yeah, here, yeah. right? Don't, don't judge. <laughs> not going to go down the entire list. Yeah. But one most people probably don't expect to see there is Farming Simulator. Oh, boy. Here we go again. Yeah. You know, ah, freaking you know what? It's been since episode three of the podcast that we talked about <laughs> it, actually. I went back and checked. <laughs> Jesus so Christ. was a good minute ago. But there's actually fresh news with the Farming Simulator League. Really? Yeah. So they're still around? They're making big moves, my guy. And I'm low-key convinced Farming Simulator might outlive a lot of other esports. Let me hear it. Because, okay, so here's the thing, right? The game devs behind Farming Simulator just made an esport last year, right? After the community for years had been making their own grassroots competitions and tournaments and stuff, and just chilling. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, grassroots, yeah. <laughs> and you th you yeah. community ga grassroots, I'm thinking back backwoods uh -huh. farmers, like, mm -hmm. we gotta band together, we want like an electronic version of our game. Yeah, at like a town hall meeting, yeah, like, like, with their pitchforks. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, but no, it's it's really and truly it's amazing to see because uh, Farming Simulator is a yearly game, much in the same vein as FIFA and Call of Duty and everything. Yeah, and I did not know that. Yeah, actually, yeah, this the game they're competing in right now is Farming Simulator 19. 
They've been going since 2008, going strong. Wow. Yeah, okay. right. Things you don't know. They've been around a good minute. <laughs> but anyway, so this is more of just like a refresher for everybody out there because it's been a while since we talked about the Farming Simulator League. Most people don't cover it at all. Uh, here's a little tidbit. Did you know CSGO was not the only thing in Katowice last week? Was Farming Simulator at Katowice? It was at IEM Katowice. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. I, I really, uh, a few TOs do this. Like, DreamHack does this. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll, I'll cover, like, DreamHack Anaheim for CSGO or for Fortnite, and then right. there'll be, like, a third one in there that I, like, mm -hmm. that I don't cover. So, yeah, I didn't know that. No. No, yeah, I even I tried to look it up after I heard about this. Like, IEM Katowice, like, Farming Simulator, it was hard to find it even. I bet. I think it's, it's just that community just so keeps it was to itself there, huh? and chills. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because their tournament is actually kind of big. There's uh, $250,000 up for grabs across 14 events with $100,000 being reserved for their grand final at FarmCon 2020. FarmCon. FarmCon. My parents are going to that. Yeah, Yo, for real, for real. I get, if you guys don't know or knew the podcast somehow, I'm actually originally from Iowa. So whenever this got brought up the first time, we had our jokes back and forth. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we were about to get our own our overall jerseys. Yeah, we were for a time. Yeah, yeah, and this man wouldn't give me his measurements. I'm Can bad at measuring things. Figure out how to use a tape, but hey, that's but a yeah. decent price pool for any yeah, esport. Really. Respectable, it really is. Especially this uh, this early on when it comes to the competitive esport, mm -hmm. they've been around for a while, but not into the actual. You know, now uh, just this past year was like the first time, at least when we saw for the public eye, mm -hmm. big sponsors going in and saying like signing farming simulator teams. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like John Deere's John involved. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. And that's the only one we know, but I'm sure there there are others as well. I could I don't yeah. know if Kubota and all those guys are in there too. I don't, I don't know. But they, some of them are farming brands. But yeah. the, the league organizers specifically have a section for the manufacturer teams, yeah. as well as like you know the uh, like you know the public teams, mm -hmm. let's say. Uh, but you know they're taking things slow and they're doing things something that I think a lot of people will appreciate. And I know there was a lot of detractors for with a game like Overwatch is that they're not trying to force the esports side at all. Yeah, they're just doing it. They're just like, hey, yeah, you know, as long as you guys want to have fun, we'll make it fun for you guys. Yeah. And just recently, it's become big enough to justify them getting their own broadcast studio in Germany. They're taking a, wow. uh, you know, a, a page out of the LCS playbook. This is crazy. You know, Farming Simulator is going to be huge, I think, because it just, the game has legs, clearly. Like, it's got a dedicated community. Viewership is respectable on Twitch. Some of these events are getting, like, you know, I saw, like, 30,000 concurrent. Yeah. Like, you know, and the, for Farming Simulator, for, and like, very little marketing. the world will always marketing. have farmers. Yeah, exactly, right? The world will always need to be fed. And there's already, there's, it, there's IRL fa farming competitions. Like, people will compete to, like, you know, who can stack the hay bales faster and stuff like that. So I think Farming Simulator eSports is a natural transition. This is just... <laughs> Like someone's growing up right now oh, yeah. as a farming kid or maybe mm -hmm. maybe not even and and their eventual job is going to be commentating Oh, absolutely. esports farming cuz they'll just have the background knowledge. Yeah, they'll, they'll know have, like, like yeah. oh, that's the <laughs> Three inches down, three inches apart, soybean season, uh -huh. acre by acre, row by row. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I only worked on a farm two summers. Leave me alone. <laughs> but, I mean, it's great to see. You, you always keep on bringing up these different esports. Last week yeah. was chess. Before mm -hmm. that was F1. You yeah, know, so you, know, you asked me to bring it back, so I'm just trying to touch on the smaller esports scenes, get and, some more exposure for them, you know? And we'll certainly see how they keep on doing it. I mm -hmm. love the nonchalant approach because, yeah. you know, you can't for always force things. Mm -hmm. And so I guess we'll see what the future holds for Farming Sim? Yeah, I can't wait for uh, Farming, farming Sim 20. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and maybe, maybe one day we'll have a story slash video on it on this channel. Yeah, catch us commentating FarmCon 2021.
And before our next segment, everybody, a quick shout out to this week's sponsors. Ever wonder why traditional button-ups look so long and baggy? That's because they were never meant to be worn that way. Untucked shirts specifically designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, their shirts are the perfect untucked length. With more than 50 fit combinations, untucked shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. Don't just take my word for it. Try Untuck It for yourself. Visit untuckit.com and use code BLUEWIRE for 20% off your first order. They even offer free shipping and returns on all orders in the U.S. That's untuckit.com and promo code BLUEWIRE for 25% off your first order. And now, let's get back. All right, Zan, definitely an interesting one that I hope is going to be a highlight here as well that people just aren't talking about. Mm. That's going to be XQC that got banned this past week. Nothing too serious. All right, let me preface by don't attack me, guys. I don't really care. I just think it's a very interesting point when you have someone on the platform as big as XQC potentially manipulating the platform mm -hmm. in a sense. Uh, this past week we talked about he got a ban for uh, playing a game with nudity, and I even had a video about this. It did well, but even more so, I, there weren't really people talking about the fact that he certainly, in my opinion, actually got banned on purpose. I don't know if you looked into detail about this, but... I saw a little bit of this, and I'm kind of on the same page. It very much seems like it was a conscious decision on his part. Yeah, and, and it's... Again, all props to him. If you can do mm. this, I, I, I actually enjoy... I enjoy him. He's a very, very funny personality, and there's a reason why he's successful. But if I were a different type of streamer, I, I might be a bit... I, I might be offended by this, but it's certainly, at the very least, a very smart move by a guy like XQC. We both know that he has a... A very overwhelming fan base and right. especially can be very exhausting for a guy like him to probably deal with on a daily basis and so if you guys do not know he got a small three-day ban obviously probably knows the rule book the guidelines to abide by on twitch and he he actually downloaded a game that was a hentai stripper game uh clearly probably going to be against twitch guidelines if not yeah, riding those good guidelines. Good fair chance yeah he, i would wager <laughs> <he> then <laughs> decentered the game so it would show nudity and then very lastly when prompted actually talking to a stripper she said she would take her bra off he had to actually manually click okay and then act surprised that she actually got naked i don't know if you guys gasp. real life <laughs> advice not you usually people don't wear clothes underneath their bras so if a stripper is going Pro to <laughs> is going to prompt you hey i'll take my bra off probably naked underneath man or woman or whatever um, and so I thought it was very curious because we have seen time and time again these gigantic returns to Twitch. Dr. Dis and Tyler One, probably the most notable ones, after long-term bans, they come back super strong. And so I thought it was super weird that this guy clearly did it on purpose. He even had a few tweets about appealing the ban, not being successful. He purposely gave himself a three-day vacation and knows that coming back, his viewership will likely be as strong as ever. Yeah, and if not like, a little bit stronger. And so I... I've never seen this before. I don't necessarily know how to react mm -hmm. or what. I don't think we've ever seen a case where it seems so transparently intentional on the streamer's part. We've definitely seen instances okay, yeah. where like a streamer will say like, ah, hey, now that I'm banned, I get a two week vacation. Let's go. Yeah. You know, because obviously streaming is very stressful. Uh, you know, your, your viewer base on Twitch is super fickle at times. If you don't stream for a couple days, you're going to lose viewers. Mm -hmm. It's that's just the nature of the game. So I, I certainly wouldn't fault any streamer for, if nothing else, seeing this as a blessing in disguise. Because obviously, three days is not a very serious ban. This isn't going to have any long-term consequences for XQC, of all people. Mm -hmm. He's not going to have to worry <laughs> about being able to pay his bills. His fans are still going to be there when he gets back because they know, hey, hey, yeah, he's banned. He's not streaming. It's not like he's ignoring them or anything. Yeah. So, yeah, a couple days to chill, refresh. Yeah, and he's back. back now, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 
it just baffles me. We're, we're sitting here talking about uh-huh. a, a guy like XQC, who, albeit, I think a lot of fans, you know, it, I think he gets some sort of backlash. You know, obviously a, a wide variety of opinions out there. People think he can be a bit naive sometimes. But then he has these moments where I guarantee you a lot of his fans out there think it was actually an accident mm-hmm. where XQC can play oh, it off sure. so well. And, yeah. and I don't know. It's it, one of the smarter moves I saw this past week on Twitch. Had to talk about it. Get mm. your thoughts on that. Yeah, by all means. And it's just super, I don't know, very interesting time to see a gamer out there manipulating the Twitch system, especially at a time where Twitch bans are so, like, I think we're going to see more of this, honestly. And I think I we might. I would not be surprised. And if we see it again from him, you better believe I'm, I'm going <laughs> oh. to say something. You're going to be there minute one. The VOD's going to be up. Jake's going to be in the studio five minutes later. The guy that called it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crazy stuff. Yeah. Okay, Jake, my last topic was on a grassroots esports scene, you know, making it to the big time in a big way. And I want to talk about another one, a major success for grassroots, real quick. I love how you keep on mentioning grass. It yeah. just reminds me of home. <laughs> we don't see it much here in Nevada. Yeah, so. you know, <laughs> we get a little bit. We got, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> when you get it, it's a problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your HOA knocks yeah. on your door and be like, what's this grass doing here? There's literally green in hap- the desert? What? Literally <laughs> happening to us right now at our house. <laughs> but uh-huh. anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah, anyway, the Smash World Tour. It's here. It's official. Tio is finally doing what I've been like shouting about for literal years. Yep. I've been mad at my friends. They're all like, "Awesome! Oh, Nintendo needs to pay us." I'm like, "Just pay yourselves. You can do it." Smash is big. Smash has that huge grassroots energy. They've got so much dedication and passion in that scene, and clearly they can they can carry it themselves, as we're seeing here. They can try. I think I think they're gonna be successful. It's a step in the right direction. I yeah, can't absolutely. really argue it. If you guys missed, uh, was that last podcast or two podcasts ago? Uh, I think it was two podcasts together. We talked about me it. me and Zan went huge back mm. and forth. Like uh, I actually got upset with Zan. We went back <laughs> and forth on Nintendo supporting their esports. Yeah. So go on. I'm I'm really I'm glad they announced something or something mm-hmm. has been announced. Yeah, not necessarily by Nintendo, but at least for the esport in general. Uh huh. So basically, the way this is gonna work is the Smash World Tour is being hosted by VG Bootcamp and SmashCon, both huge tournament organizi- organizers, both very long-term like members of the community from the ground up. Uh, they're basically hosting a global circuit where any community event can opt into it and players can go and earn points for the Smash World Tour, which is essentially a $250,000 prize pool tournament featuring both Super Smash Brothers Ultimate as well as Melee. It's exactly what pros have been asking for for years. Tons of opportunities for new amateur players to get involved mm-hmm. since they're being very open and welcoming to very like local events, participating and allowing tournament per, like you know uh, competitors to earn points at smaller events and make their way to eventually like uh, one big huge tournament at the end of the year in December, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see how it pans out. We've seen nothing but support from the community so far. The tournament organizers know what they're doing. VG Bootcamp has been doing an amazing job with events for years. Uh, SmashCon hosts an event with, I think, like, I want to say off the top of my head, like 10,000 attendees every year. So they know how to organize stuff and get it, you know, get it really going. They've got a couple good sponsors. I think Twitch is sponsoring as well as a couple other companies. And I'm excited to see the Smash scene succeeding right now. Do we know how many finalists get to go to the ultimate uh, event? I whoa, ooh, off the top of my head, I want to say 32. Because I think I, I, it's like something around there. I think it's a great move. I, mm. I'm super. I hope everything works out well. That you know, um, is it going to be an issue that established pros or you know, obviously higher tier, maybe affiliated with organizations, do they get to travel to more events than like the common person? Yeah, that's always going to be a concern. But though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. with that though, the reverse. Mm. I, I am excited to see though. There, I hope that there will be maybe a couple 
off the street kind of guys do well or, or gals and do well early on and all of a sudden you see them traveling and yeah. so you get to see the constant rankings and then hopefully by the time the ultimate event happens we have a few not established pros i think we'll see a couple fresh faces because the smash esports scene right now is dominated obviously by a couple of like let's say five to ten like killers who are just like dominating the scene but i think a part of that is just because those are the people who can't afford to do it and they can't afford to make it to events and such yeah and with the smash world tour they're making it a very inclusive events like i said they're working with like local events to just say like hey yeah if you got like a small local that you run on tuesdays that's got like i don't know 100 people 200 people who show up hey yeah you can earn some points to the words the world tour there mm -hmm. you know so i think they're doing their best to make it as possible for as many people to have a shot at the tour yeah and certainly, if anyone does actually, you know, come up through this, mm -hmm. we might see some esports orgs be like, "Oh, you I haven't heard of you before. Let me sign you." Uh, yeah, throughout the, throughout the qualifiers as they go on. Yeah, I think the Smash World Tour means a lot for the scene just because it provides like a really it focuses things a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like there are so many events for Smash Brothers every year. It's hard for an org to say like, "Oh, well, you won at this event." Does that actually mean anything? Yeah, this way they can be like, "Yo, like, here's yeah. where you stand in the, in the Smash Globals," mm -hmm. and, and of course, if you do eventually qualify, here's where you place. Right, right. And then if it can be a year-in, year-out thing, that mm -hmm. becomes a reoccurring like, "Oh, you." Yeah, that's a big thing that you placed in. Mm -hmm. So some more solidified, you know, backing. Right, exactly. I As think opposed to you know, I went to this five thousand dollar <laughs> pro am or whatever it is. Uh -huh, Certainly, uh -huh. yeah, definitely more official events will help. Yeah, and I think the fact that sponsors are involved right now, and I think this will mean a lot of companies. If it does well this year, a lot of companies will be down for next year as well. Yeah, and maybe, mm -hmm. maybe one day. Years from now, Nintendo might back it themselves. Hey, yeah, I think this is the best shot that Smash has at Nintendo ever given them money. Because this way the community tries to get their attention. Right. Well, obviously, in a I think, more established way. I think in a large part, Nintendo's obviously very aware of Smash Esports already. Yeah. I think this actually gives them one place where they can actually support. Where previously, if they wanted to support, they got to pick one. You know, they kind of got to like, or do, do, do we want to spend 5000 here, spread $5,000 across 50 tournaments or something? Yeah. With this, they have a shot where they can just be like, hey, we're, we're donating 100 k to the Smash World Tour. Yeah, you just know? like Valve Unified. supports majors twice a year. Yeah. This way they can actually choose one. Mm -hmm. They don't have to choose one. Yeah, and they, uh, have, they know they can trust the organizers. They, yep. you know, they can talk to a dedicated team. So first year, big year. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Whew, make or break year for the scene. No pressure. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, and our last conjoined topic, uh, usually on this podcast we do two apiece and we go back uh, and forth on one together. It's actually one that was announced this week that was uh, passed up on the channel but saved for the podcast, mm -hmm. and that's going to be the brand new Gamer Bed. Uh, Zan, I know we actually, you were the one to link this, a Japanese retailer, I'm not going to try and pronounce them, guys, now selling a Gamer Bed slash complete setup where you rise from your bed and you are then at your desk mm -hmm. already and looking at the images the monitor is about like if you're watching the video podcast right now shout out to our audio listeners it's about is, like an arm's length away this like, is right so sad maybe. plus there's no place to really sit like you're gonna well yeah you're you, in you, bed yeah so you go oh you have to go to the end of your bed it's terrifying <laughs> um, because also they show in the image as well um, if you guys have not seen this i mean everything everything that's attached to this thing it has to do with gaming sugar sugary energy drinks or like fast food it's disgusting mm. looking <laughs> pretty much at no point in time do you ever have to leave your room or your bed to game uh real retail price right now just over a thousand dollars and <laughs> make sure to include that snacks are sold separately. Oh yeah, of course. Got to give people a heads up. Don't yeah. want don't want to expect like uh, a G Fuel can or with Pringles. Like, like what? Yeah, Nothing yeah. at all. Comes I didn't with get it? that with my gaming bed. 
refunding right away, chargeback. <laughs> I think it's very obvious we're gonna you know share the same opinion mm-hmm. on this one. This is not the move uh, for me. That uh, my vote would be no. Uh huh. Do you have initial thoughts on this? I mean, I can see this being useful in certain circumstances. I don't know that I would personally use it, because uh, especially because I don't know about you, but I can't game laying down no, like no. at all, me any neither. level of skill. Like I've been like you know on a day where I'm sick, I've tried to play video games in bed, and it's just not happening. No, I need to I need to be up upright. Yeah, yeah, sure. like at least sitting. Um, but I know there's a lot of like there's a lot of pl- countries and a lot of housing situations, and we're we're getting to this point in America too. Oh, where, yeah, yeah, where you don't have a lot of space for a full setup. Yeah, so maybe you, the move is to just frick you. Do you always do these kind of things where I'm like that? That's a good point. Uh-huh. Yeah, if you maybe go to like the Asian regions right. where you know whether it be housing or just in general, a lot more populated areas, and your living space is a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you're conjoining your sleeping space with your desk space. Yeah. Or what about dorms? You know, true. You only got like a small bed. Frick. Like chilling. I mean, even it. Yeah, I guess I'm used to American dorms. I don't mm-hmm. know how other dorms work, but mm-hmm. I, me and my buddy, were, were pretty crammed. But we both had our spaces for our desks, though. You know, yeah, it was yeah. never like. I mean, true. Same hearing, but it, the first thing I thought of was Wally, Wally the movie, where uh-huh. they're like living off the machines <laughs> right, and they're, they're right. not even like eating anymore. <laughs> they're just like and they're getting really, really. That's not, that's my first thought. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's needed, but you're right. It might be a nice functionality for someone out yeah, there. Yeah, certainly not for everybody, but you know, <laughs> shout out to the people it's useful for. Yeah, and and if it's not useful, then just we won't use it. I mean, heck, we we already saw a Scump giving interviews from bed. Who's to say we're not about to True. see CDL events like Freaking. just chilling in bed? Like. Freaking go! Imagine though. <laughs> oh, never mind. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, yeah, gamers' future. This is going to mm. be interesting. I think it's a slow approach, but certainly a few people out there will use it. Is it going to take over? We can only hope not. <laughs> And just like that, people, thank you all for watching Esports Rewind Wild West. Thank you. Uh, Zan, you give them the good old outro. I'll try to abbreviate it this week, just for you, Jake. You I mean, know? I, I'm just yeah. saying, yeah, if yeah. I was watching <laughs> week in and week out like a loyal viewer would for the uh-huh. podcast, they might be thinking, oh, Zan's going to say the same wow. spiel. I feel like the, the loyal viewers know why we got to give the spiel. You know, it's We a need lot of, you guys. Yeah. Well, let's hit him first. I'll say this. If you guys like our content, please subscribe. If you guys like our content, maybe like the video or comment. And maybe check out our other content here on the YouTube channel. Yeah, now you it's on you, Zane. On. Okay, okay. Yeah, so for all the video listeners out there, if you want to listen to the Esports Rewind podcast on the go, you can find us on the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network right here on the desk. That's P-R-E-E-D-I-C-T-I-O-N. We're on iTunes, Spotify, all your favorite audio streaming platforms of choice. If you want to share our, uh, a story with us, you know, just reach out and say, hey, you can find us on Twitter at talk underscore esports or on Instagram at esports underscore talk. You got exclusive content on both Instagram as well as uh, Twitter on occasion. So, you know, check it out. Drop a like, drop a follow. Stay in the loop on all the greatest esports news stories that we have to offer for you guys. You know, and thank you all so much for listening and supporting us. Like Jake said, uh, subscribe if you enjoyed the content really does mean a lot to us. Thank you for 88K last week. Shout out to that. Creeping up on 100K soon. Let's go. Knock on wood. Is this (laughs) even real wood? I don't know. (laughs) Fingers crossed One day it will be. Yeah. (laughs) Once we hit 100K, that'll be the first first move. Wooden table. The boss promises wooden tables once we reach 100K. Uh Not raises, wooden tables. That's the move. (laughs) But uh, seriously, thank you all for watching. Same day, same time, every single week, the Esports Rewind podcast. We do appreciate y'all. And we will see you back here next week. Until then, stay clean, gamers. Oh, yeah. Wash your hands. Corona beat everywhere. Yeah, 20 seconds.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.